everyone. Today I'm talking with the playwright and television writer Will Arbery. His latest play, Corsicana, just wrapped up an amazing run at Playwrights Horizons. And his play, Heroes of the Fourth Turning, was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize in 2020. But today, he's revising a TV pilot, Years in the Making, and we also chat about working on succession and finding harmony in creative practice. I immediately thought of you when I started dreaming up this podcast because I want to talk to writers, editors, journalists, artists of all kinds, and just about how they do their work, how they sort of dream up these big ideas, the granular process of creating a piece of work. And I just saw your play and loved it. And I was sort of wondering, you know, what you were doing now and where you are in process with projects. And it's a summer weekday. What are you up to today? Yeah, so today I, I already went into the city. I live in Brooklyn, but I had to return a friend's car in Manhattan. Um, so I got up before the street sweeping so I could go return this car and then took the train back and got a coffee. And then I had to talk to the National Grid guys who are out on the street replacing gas lines. And so I had to get them to turn my gas back on. And so I've already like, I feel like I'm, I'm more like simultaneously tired and energized than I am at 10.30 in the morning usually because um, I've already done so much. But uh, yeah, busy day. My collaborator, Danya Tamor, is going to call me in a bit to talk about casting. We're still trying to cast one role for my show that's going up in the fall, Evanston Salt Class Climbing. And we're three out of four casts and we're just like trying to figure out who that fourth person is going to be. Um, so we'll talk about that. And we got really excited about one person and and she spent the weekend watching some of his stuff because I was more familiar with his work. And so, yeah, I'm excited to talk to her. And then my assistant is on the way down from where he lives. And we have this funny routine that we do sometimes where um, if I really just have to get something done, I'll have him come over and just sit. <laughs> He'll just like sit behind me. Like he'll sit in a chair where he can see my computer and just like make sure that I'm writing. <laughs> um, and it's like wildly effective for me because, you know, it's just like, I feel like I'm wasting his time otherwise. And also like, it just gives me a good motivation. You know, he, he like reads every draft of everything I write and proofreads. And it just feels like before he leaves, I always want to have this impulse to send him something. And so especially as the day goes on he'll usually come over for like three or four hours as we get to the end of that time I'm like oh I really I just want to send Jacob something and so I'll like write like a madman to get to that point <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that today and I have to I have basically have to do this revision of this um, TV pilot that I've been working on for a couple of years now it's getting to that point where uh, yeah I'm like working with the, these producers and there's like a streaming platform that's sort of circling it or or like they're the platform that these producers have a first look deal with and so it's like a draft for for them to basically make a decision on it one way or the other and i my goal for today is to turn off my internal sensors and silence my inner perfectionist and just crank out bad versions of these changes that i want to do i just want to hit them all i just want to sort of write really fast and sloppily if need be but just like 
get in there and kind of like gut this draft that I grew very attached to and loved. And so it's going to be like hard to sort of bulldoze over these like delicate scenes that are just too small and quiet for a big network to, <laughs> to, uh, to program, I guess. But anyway, so I just want to get in there and do them. So that's my goal for the day. That sounds like a, a huge day, and it helps to definitely have some serious accountability behind your shoulder. Um, <laughs> when when you're trying to make those big revisions that aren't just, you know, tweaking little line edits here and there, do you sort of have a, have a list of all the points that you want to hit? How do you approach something so major, such a major revision? Yeah, I've sort of, I've been ramping up to it. So I've already had the days where I've just been sitting around thinking of all the different possibilities and kind of feeling stymied and overwhelmed. And those days, even though they can be frustrating and feel like you're not getting anything done, then when it comes to a day like today, I'm really grateful that I had those days because they helped me create a pretty clear list of what I want to accomplish. Even if I don't know exactly which scenes I've got to go and so that these new scenes can exist. I feel like I, I'm really clear on which new scenes need to exist. And so there's still some unknowns going into today, but I, I do feel like I have my marching orders. It's just about like giving myself those days or, or weeks where um, like from the outside, it doesn't look like I'm writing, but I, I really, I really am. <laughs> um, but it's just that sort of sitting around and like writing little ideas on my notes app on my phone. And yeah. Every thought I've ever had is in my notes app. And it's sort of so casual, you know, it's just like jotting down a little post it or something as opposed to I'm naming a Word doc and I'm opening a new final draft file or whatever. It just feels a little bit like a space to dream instead. Absolutely. I know that you wrote, you know, short films when you were, was it in college or when you were younger? And so you had done some screenwriting, is that right? How do you find that transition between writing plays and writing scripts? It seems like such a different muscle, not to mention the scenes themselves are have to be much shorter when you're writing for TV. Yeah, I did. When I was in grad school, I did make a bunch of short films and I pursued that a little bit after grad school as well and made some music videos and stuff and also my program at northwestern was it sort of was equally weighted between playwriting screenwriting and tv writing and so i did like sort of learn the basics and wrote some early attempts at screenplays and pilots when i was in grad school and then it wasn't until after my play here of the fourth turning that i started really getting hired for film and TV work, which which I was very eager to take on. I, I sort of love, I mean, I it doesn't feel like just a money job to me or anything. I just, I, I, I really only take projects on if I'm really passionate about them. And everything I'm working on in the film and TV space feels like it's, it's just as like terrifying and urgent and personal as the plays that I write. Even if it's not like directly autobiographical, it's, I really care about all these projects and so it's really fun for me to yeah to figure out what what makes a script work and I do feel like a little bit like I, I'm really just I'm really excited to get to the point where something I wrote can be made because I feel like there's like a missing link in my understanding of this craft because with theater so much 
of my comfort in writing for that medium is that I know what it's like to make a play. I know where to be putting my effort, what can change in rehearsal or what needs to be solid before going into rehearsal. And and I also know what it's like to revise for specific actors and their specific voices and bodies and all that. And so I, I miss that element when I'm writing for film and TV, but I'm also just like ravenously pursuing, you know, just like my own uh, comfort with that, that craft. And, and it's, and I'm getting better at it every day. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. And, and luckily I will have, an episode of TV produced later this year. So I'm excited to see how that goes. And and then next year it'll premiere and I'm excited to see how it turns out. <laughs> yeah. What what was it like to suddenly be in a writer's room? You know, playwriting is such a solo process in the beginning part of writing the play, obviously, and then it's incredibly collaborative. But, you know, a writer's room when everyone's throwing out ideas and, and plots and characters and jokes just seems like the exact opposite of sitting in a room and writing the 15th draft of a play. Yeah, it is very different, but it wasn't hard quite in the way that I expected it to be. Like I actually discovered that so much of why I like doing plays in general is how collaborative they are. And like the sort of real time, you know, vulnerable, occasionally embarrassing revising that's happening, you know, based on like what you're learning from the actors and the director and the designers and everyone, you know, it's, I kind of like that everyone's working on something that comes from deep inside me and that I have to like tell them all my secrets. And that it's just sort of this like, there's something very cathartic about that open vulnerable collaboration and when i was in a succession room it was like the actual like sitting around and and speaking ideas part did come naturally to me it's just that what i had to get over was my own my own sort of preconceived anxieties around what it would be like to be in a room so i just had this really loud internal monologue going for like the first two weeks or so where I was just like obsessing over whether I was talking enough and then just like getting convinced that I wasn't talking enough and that everyone thought that I was just you know like a waste of space and you know and then and and then when I would talk sometimes it would be like about something that they had already moved on from because I you know wasn't really paying attention because I was worried about whether or not I was talking and so then I just sort of, you know, after some anxious nights, I sort of, I, I was enjoying it enough and, and really getting invested enough that I really wanted to figure out how to exist in that space in a more like healthy way. And then I just had this realization that all I had to do really was listen and especially listen to Jesse who created the show and listen to what his questions of the day were and what question you know what he was trying to crack what he was trying to figure out and so I just really listened closely to everything everyone was saying but especially trying to stay on the thread of the day you know the needs of the day and once I started focusing on that and not worrying at all about whether I was talking I just found myself talking like I would sort of wake up and realize that I was just kind of inside the idea and speaking something and there's no worry or anxiety there's something really energizing about that once that shift happened because it did feel sort of like indistinguishable from the sort of collaborative flow that you can get into with theater making. There's really n nothing worse than sort of waiting for the moment to speak and then missing the moment 
You know, it just it feels <laughs> yeah. so sort of performative as opposed to organic. Yeah, I felt that way many times in like workshops and things like, oh, gosh, I need to be a productive member of society here and then just totally clam up. So this pilot that you're working on, you said that it's been a few years of gestation and drafts. And I was just sort of wondering what that looks like now compared to when you started. I mean, did producer notes and things like that change it or did your own idea morph? based on time passing and does it resemble the idea you had in the beginning at all yes it definitely resembles so the notes you know came from the producers and from the network but it definitely does i haven't let it become something that i don't recognize or don't believe in so a lot of why these things take a while i think is because um of course i always want every project to be as good as it can be and i don't automatically assume that I know what makes for better television than these people who's who do it for a living and so I want to know what they think it's just that sometimes sometimes their first suggestions can sort of uh, like if I were to just take all of those and run with them it would change it into something else and so it's actually just about recognizing what you know what isn't quite landing uh, what they're worried won't quite land for a general audience and doing some soul searching and also just like thinking a little bit outside the box in terms of where changes could be made that would have the effect that they're looking for and and hopefully make it even more itself than it ever was before. Um, and luckily, like I'm working with good producers who are really good at seeing what I'm trying to do, articulating that and, and helping me just... Um, just like sort of bridge the gap between those sort of more general notes that can feel overwhelming and like really specific things that I can do to to make it something that I'm just genuinely excited about. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a long process. I don't know what's going to happen, and and I've, I've gone through it with another pilot too that sort of felt like it had a lot of momentum, and then and then the the market sort of seems to be afraid of the subject matter and and that sort of you know was sort of it gave me a little bit like a, a more steel stomach in terms of this business but um but yeah anyway <laughs> i don't know i admire that you're able to just sort of move on to another idea you know like if you cling to that one project so tightly and it doesn't happen for whatever reason like i don't know that can be devastating without having something else you know it might take a while but turning to something else and just having that sort of repository of ideas and and new things um which you always seem to seem to have so what is your favorite kind of day because i feel like you probably spend you know a lot of time in rehearsals a lot of time writing and revising and what is your favorite type of creative day i personally love not even just a day but like a week where i don't really have anything planned and I can just really get inside of a project and a really nice rhythm can emerge. Like when Jacob comes over and, and my girlfriend's here and she's like, you know, two of them are talking, but he always sort of has one eye on me and I can sort of like, I can sort of like zone them out and just focus and, you know, and they're friends. So I actually really like like a sort of bustling environment as long as nobody's making me feel bad about 
not paying attention to it. Like, you know, it's, it's like if, if I can just be focusing, but feel like other people are happy and having fun around me, I really value harmony. And I really, I feel like energized when my own creative pursuits are sort of recognized as as a good thing and, and sort of allowed to exist in harmony with other people's nice days. You know what I mean? So like a week where it just feels like centered around my apartment, which I really love being in and lots of music playing and good food, you know, once we get to the end of the day and maybe some nice hangouts with friends, going to see a movie in the evening and then doing it all again, starting the next morning. Like, I just love those days when there's no sort of like jerking back and forth between different modes of being. And it's really just sort of like a creative week. And those are, you know, increasingly rare because I, I work in performance mediums, you know, so there's like a lot of in-person collaboration that needs to happen. Some weeks there are like deals for new jobs that are closing. And so I'm on the phone a lot more than I would like to be or, you know, things like that. So yeah, my favorite, my favorite is an uninterrupted week of creativity and friendship. Well, it sounds like you'll have that at least for today, which is a great way yes. to start the week. Thank you so much for explaining a little bit about your process and how you get things done and create harmony and exist in harmony with other people. That's something that we all kind of are looking for whenever we're embarking on a new project. So thanks for the encouragement. Yeah, of course. My pleasure.